as a result of the attack, my, my dad tragically died. Mm. And my mum received multiple stab wounds and was in a critical mm. condition. For, you, you witnessed this, Alison? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. As a 10-year-old. Yes. And so, um, you know, obviously, because I had been sexually abused and, you know, I was already very broken and this really, you know, obviously tipped me over the edge. And I, my life from that point on was obviously never the same again. Mm. And I really stopped living. You know, I, I didn't know how to get through the day. And, and to be honest, now, in, in hindsight, I was just operating on autopilot. You know, I, I, I went through the daily motions of life, but I wasn't living life. And at, at the age of 13, so all of those emotions and all of the trauma that I had, had been through really started to, to surface. And again, being very ill-equipped to deal with that emotionally, I, I guess I did what a lot of people do. And, you know, I turned to drugs and I turned to alcohol and, and relationships. And I tried to fill that void and, and fill that brokenness that, that I had experienced. And so really, from the age of 13 to 18, I was in this downward spiral of, you know, um, being out of control and desperately searching for for a way out, desperately searching for a solution to to all of the the chaos and all of the confusion that I had. But obviously, we all know that that those uh, those vices don't provide a healing. And so, at, at the age of eighteen, I was still, uh, in fact, more broken than than what I had because obviously, when you're under the influence of, of um, substances, you do things that you regret. And so, um, yeah, I mean, really, what can I say? My, my life was completely out of control. Alison, what was it that led you to a new place? Specifically, what was that moment that got you out of the desperation? Basically, um, a friend of mine had started talking to me about his personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, and so for me, I was at a point where I, I didn't believe in God at all. I was very much an atheist. And I, I thought to myself, I've tried everything else. I've tried drugs. I've tried alcohol. I've, I've tried relationships and nothing has worked. Why wouldn't I try God? You know, this friend of mine was, you know, had, had been talking to me about his relationship. And, and at the end of the day, I thought to myself, I was so desperate and so broken for a way out. I thought, I'm willing to give anything a go. And so really I, I decided that I was, uh, you know, going to give God a go. And uh, on the 5th of May, 1991, I decided that I was going to be a Christian. And it was that immediate sense of hope that my life didn't have to be broken. It didn't have to be a mess. I could move beyond my past and move beyond my brokenness and live a life that's amazing. Mm. And can I just backtrack a moment? So what happened to your mum? So my mum was in intensive care uh, and subsequently in hospital for, for about two months. And uh, she, when she was released, uh, we just had to pick up the pieces of our life. There, back in those days, because this is 1983, there wasn't a lot of uh, support for, for families who'd been through um, this type of thing. And so, uh, you know, we were very much left to our own devices to, to move on. And so um, my mum was an amazing role figure for me. She, she, although she wasn't um, 
a strong believer uh, back in that day, she um, she modelled forgiveness to me, and so she very much uh, embraced my brother despite what he had done, which to me was an amazing example. And it's only in, in the last few years, really, where I fully understood the impact and the um, yeah, the impact that that has had on my life and on the life of my children as well, being able to, to walk in, in forgiveness because that's not an easy road to walk, but it's, a mu- it's much easier than walking down the path of bitterness. And so my mum has been, um, you know, just an amazing role model to me. What, what a horrific, um, you know, life story uh, in those early years for you. And, and I guess I'm curious too, about your brother, what's happened to your brother? So my brother, because he was 17 at the time, he was actually trialled as a, as a juvenile, so he only spent four years in a, um, in a juvenile home and, uh, and has, you know, was obviously released after that period of time. And, you know, when, when you consider what has happened in our family, uh, you, you would be amazed if you were to see us all together because that reconciliation has, has taken place in our family um, and you would never in a million years think by looking at us that we have been through what we've been through. Uh, my, my brother lives in Queensland now. He's, he's married. Um, he's got a one-year-old little boy uh, and his wife actually is a clinical psychologist. Mm. So, you know, God's, God's definitely at work in, in them as well. Isn't that for sure? Mm. So you've been married to your best mate, your husband Ross, for over yeah. 18 years. You've got two lovely kids, 15 yeah. and 12, and you currently work together for yeah. Christians Against Poverty. Tell us about this charity. Okay, so Christians Against Poverty, basically what we do is we, uh, we partner with churches and empower them to reach out to families in their communities who are broken because of financial stress. And so um, finances, I guess, is one of those areas that a, a lot of people really struggle with. And, and the church historically has not been great at, at coming alongside and providing a solution. We're, we're great with providing food hampers. And, and, you know, I know a lot of churches are awesome at, um, at providing emergency relief, which we think is brilliant. But in terms of actually providing a solution to the finances, it's, it's, you know, it's just an area that the church has struggled. And so when churches partner with Christians Against Poverty, uh, it's, it's us that do all of the professional management of the overwhelming debt, which really does uh, provide the church with an opportunity to help disciple these families whilst they're on the journey towards financial freedom. And so it's a really neat partnership where the church is empowered to do what they do best, which is to love and disciple people. And Christians Against Poverty, or CAP, uh, we do all of the professional debt management and the, and the practical services. And I know it's a, a great ministry at helping people practically get their business in order, uh, help their, with their finances. But the other good news is, is that you've had thousands of people come to Christ 
through. What are you up to now? What's the current tally? Current tally here in Australia is 1,059. Really? Wow. So we, we rang the Salvation Bell three times yesterday. <laughs> Very exciting. Wow. So this is a life-transforming ministry, Cap. Absolutely. We say it's a holistic solution. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm just putting that in the light of your transformation, Absolutely. your life transformation yourself, and now yes. the service to, to others in a much grander capacity. Absolutely. You know, for me, I, if I could summarize my passion it's freedom Mm -hmm. and I don't care what um you know what people are bound by I'm passionate about seeing them walk in freedom and you know we live in our in a society where literally millions of people are struggling and they're in bondage to their financial pressures and if there's anything that we can do to help release them from that bondage Mm -hmm. you know we we want to do that and for those who don't know the, the history of CAP, mm. uh, it started in the UK. Tell us the story. Yeah, so it started in the UK in 1996 by a man called John Kirkby. And he essentially had uh, worked in the corporate industry. He had climbed the ladder and was, you know, at the top of his field. But through a, a number of circumstances, lost everything. And it was at that point in, in his life where he was... Uh, you know, he was really, he, he says that he was destitute. You know, he, he'd lost his wife, he'd lost his marriage, he'd, he'd lost his children, he, he'd lost everything. Uh, and a, a, a pastor had actually reached out to him and had shown him unconditional love and uh, had really, uh, yeah, embraced him. And it was during that time that John found Christ and um, he, he started this journey of, uh, you know, rebuilding his life and not too far down the track, uh, God spoke to him and said, you know, there's a broken world out there who needs the help that that you have been given. And so he, yeah, decided to uh, do what he could for the poor and needy in his hometown of Bradford. And that ministry has now grown from uh, that city in, in Bradford to us here in Australia. We're now in New Zealand. And earlier this year, we launched in Canada. And Literally over 50,000 families have uh, have been helped through this ministry and countless other lives have been helped through our uh, financial education program called CAP Money. And it's an, it's an, amazing, uh, it's an amazing ministry with uh, God very much at the centre of what we're doing. And i just got to say, um, I just think it's one of the most practical ministries uh, that, that is available uh, in Australia right now too. I mean, as we know, there's a lot of people that are struggling financially. Um, the way it works, I just discovered this recently and I was just so impressed. So there's a there's a one three hundred number mm-hmm. where people can call in anywhere across Australia and they call and they get your head office. And then the head office assesses the need of the people and uh, and then you guys have churches that have partnered with you, uh, like little cap money centres, and they then send out people from those local churches to yeah. go to the people's homes, sit at their uh, table, and yeah. do a survey. Just tell us where you're at, what you know, what's the situation, and then and then cap head office will contact all the the, the debtors and creditors and who you know all that kind of stuff and try and uh, get reductions in interest rates. Try and right. uh, like I, I know you just told me the other day one lady had a six thousand dollar debt that was completely wiped off yeah, because cap right. has favour uh, yeah. with these organisations and banks right now. That's brilliant! What an incredible organisation! Yeah, so and it's one of the very few ministries where people in the community are actually phoning the church saying, "Hey." Will you come into my home and and help me? 
as a church, we're very good at inviting people to come and see us. But this is where there's a role reversal. Yeah. It's where people in the community are actually saying to us, please, can, can you come and see me and, and help me? And um, it's, it's such a privilege. One of our, our greatest joys is seeing the church empowered with a solution. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. And, and we totally believe that the reason we have seen so many people find Christ is because the service we are providing these families is good. I'll just say, too, if people do want the number, I just mentioned it before that there's a 1300 number. I'm sure we'll have listeners that want to hear that number. It's 1300 227 000 uh, if people do want to call their helpline, uh, or the website is capost.org, so C A P A U S T.org, and you'll find all the links and, and the information there. And of course, there's the Cap Money course. Uh, and if people want to make a donation to help these guys, too, as we just heard, they've had over a thousand salvations in Australia, and I'm sure that, that tally's going to keep going up, Dave by day. It's not just a heart to help people in their hip pocket. Uh, They've got a vision to help people in their heart uh, and for their eternity as well. It's such a great organisation. And Alison, your story is just amazing what, uh, you know, the horrors you went through as a young person. And now God has turned your scars into stars. God is using your tests to be a testimony to reach out to many. Uh, It's so inspirational. And of course, your book, is available if people would like to get their hands on it. Uh, it's called Out of the Shadows. Uh, we'll put a link to that up at the website. It's just incredible to hear what God's been doing in your life. We reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, Alison, your journey of healing. You know, you've had so many turbulent years. What a woman of courage and honesty. God bless you as you continue oh. what you're doing. Thanks, Karen. That's wonderful. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like a free, easy-to-read version of the Bible from the Bible League, we'd love to send you one. Just send me an email, info at historymakersradio.com. We'd also love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Matt Prater. And if you'd like to hear this interview again, or subscribe to our iTunes podcast, you can go to historymakers.tv. History Makers is a faith-based ministry. If you'd like to make a donation, or maybe get a hold of one of our DVDs or books, find out more details at historymakers.tv. I'm Matt Prater. God bless. And why don't you go and make history?